Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome, builders. It is my desire to help you build a foundation for personal growth and commit to a continuous personal and professional development plan so that you can build and lead successful teams. It is my great pleasure today to have Jessica Cox as a special guest on this podcast. Jessica was born in 1983 with no arms. After getting over the shock of having a child with no arms, Jessica's parents committed to integrate her into a regular environment as much as possible. In 1997, after using prosthetic arms for 11 years, Jessica decided to stop using those prosthetic arms and embrace what makes her different. She has went on to complete many wonderful achievements to include graduating from the University of Arizona with a degree in psychology and communication. She's a certified trainer in Taekwondo, and she has become a certified pilot earning the title of the first woman to fly an airplane with her feet and achieving a Guinness World Record. She's also the CEO and founder of Cox Motivational Services. Without further ado, welcome, Jessica. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you very much. Glad to be on. Yeah, that's a wonderful bio. And yet I know it's missing so much. You know, life's filled with so many things we can't put in a short bio. You've endured so much and achieved so much. I'd like for our listeners to know what you feel is your greatest achievement to date. Well, for me, I think one of the things I'm most proud of is the fact that I have come from being a very self-conscious, insecure, angry at times little girl to becoming the person I am today who has really embraced my challenges and the obstacles in my life as a gift and and a blessing that can be used in so many ways to inspire other people and to help give them hope. Well, you're definitely doing that. I see all these YouTube videos and uh, just what you've done for the aviation industry. Some people know I'm a pilot as well, and that's kind of how I became interested in you. And then through my leadership training, I said, this is a great example of leadership and overcoming things. I watched a video of you on your TED Talk in Tel Aviv, and you mentioned we are all born with disadvantages. And I find that to be true, and I'd like for you to expound on that a little. What do you see? You know, we can all see you don't have arms. What do you see from us that are our disadvantages? Well, everyone has something in their life that they're challenged with, whether it's coming from a difficult home, whether it's... um, coming from a conflict zone, being born into a conflict zone, being challenged with something emotionally, being challenged with something physically or mentally. Everyone has something. And I think it's important that we use what it is that we have as a challenge, as an obstacle to better ourselves and to embrace it and, and not, and, and really grow into a better human being because of it. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, Jessica. 
and, and it and it's so hard for us to overcome sometimes these challenges, and yet you and others, you know, with disadvantages that that we can see, are such a influence and such an inspiration to us to say, you know what, if that person can do it with their disadvantages, by all means, I should be able to do it with my disadvantages. So, so you actually had a fear of flying. Tell us a little bit about that. I have spoken now in 24 countries around the world, and I one of my points on stage is to talk about the importance of being fearless, of being someone who has courage and bravery. And I, I like to basically live out what I preach and speak. So I decided to pursue flying because it was my greatest fear. It was something I was always terrified of from a very young age going on commercial flights between states. And and now I have this opportunity just immediately after college to pursue flight training. And what better way to overcome the fear than to do something about it by learning everything about it. And a lot of our fears stem from the unknown. And so when I was able to learn more about flying, how does an airplane can take off? What, what keeps an airplane in flight? What happens if you have an emergency? The airplane doesn't just fall out of the sky. It comes and lands. Uh, as long as it has a spot on the ground to land. And learning all these things gave me empowerment. So it took me from a, a disempowered state of being afraid of flying to an empowered state of being um, able to face my fear head on and, again, be an example to other people that you don't let fear stand in the way of any opportunity. Well, that's really true. And that living that example that you're doing is just the way to do it. You know, face those challenges head on. And, and learn from them. You know, I, I heard this quote that says, courage is not the absence of fear. It's doing what is right in the presence of fear. And I, like you, you know, learning to fly an airplane, that, that first solo, you realize you're by yourself and that instructor's not there. And now it's, it's up to you to get this airplane on the ground. When that science and that training starts kicking in and you realize this is nothing to be afraid of, People do this all the time. If, as long as I do what I've been trained to do and do it correctly, then, then I can do it with this courage and strength, and that's just great stuff. So, so talk to us about that living out what you preach. I can see that as an example. Um, how do you do that? I, I know you get up on stage and talk to people, and, but, but how do you show them the example that you want to be? Well, every day is not going to be as easy as, some. And so every day is a challenge. And I'm just as human as anyone else. So I have done so much with my life and, and done wonderful things that I've been blessed with. I'm still cha challenged every day. But I think if we can set up for ourselves one thing that we can do a day, it's either if we want to overcome a fear, do one thing that scares us. Or if it's something that you want to do that seems like an intimidating goal, like for me, uh, many years ago when I first started training, it was the task of flying an airplane, but doing one thing a day towards that goal, however small that is, it gets you that much closer to your goal. And I think if we can do that, if we could take a day and do something small or big, depending on the availability of our time, um, we can get closer to either overcoming that fear or reaching that intimidating goal that we have set out for ourselves it just takes doing a little something every single day especially during those more difficult days that we have and we all have ups and downs 
Yeah. You just, without, I think without realizing it, you just reinforced my previous podcast on consistency compounds. These habits that we do every day turn into what we are and what we're becoming. Even our bad habits do that for us. But, but our good habits reinforce that positive behavior and lead to this growth opportunity that, that sometimes we don't even have the vision for. You know, I, I look back on some things I've done and realized when I look back at how I got here, I didn't even realize those steps, those early steps, those early habits were going to lead to this. But they have, and I'm very grateful and thankful for it. You know, you said challenge happens every day. Uh, that's so true. And, and you know, it, it feels like I was going to ask you this question about this voice in your head that says, you can't do this. How do you overcome that? How do you say, you know what, I know the little guy or little girl inside saying, I can't do this, but I'm going to do this. How does Jessica do that? Because you've definitely done it. Well, thank you for that uh, compliment. And I think in my life, specifically with my challenges, I think people have probably told me you can't do it so much that it's an automatic thing that I will hear if I even go and do something. And, you know, whether that you can't do it is coming from the outside world or whether it's coming from your own internal voice, it's something to recognize. First of all, what is it that triggers that voice and why it is that that's the case and being aware of it? And once that awareness is there, then recognizing that you can surround yourself with positivity and affirmation and um, support to be able to believe and to reassure yourself it is very possible. And sometimes it's also seeing someone who's done something that might seem pretty difficult and, and recognizing from them that, you know, here's someone who happens to be maybe, for example, for me, it's someone who I saw in my life who happened to have lost an arm, and yet he pursued becoming a pilot. And I was thinking to myself, well, he did it with one arm, and I can do this as well. So it's, it's definitely just constantly keeping that positive internal conversation uh, encouraging, because there will always be negativity. It will come from the outside world. It will sometimes be an automatic voice that just gets triggered. But we can't let that keep us back, hold us back. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Can't let that hold us back. And, you know, you, you spoke earlier about challenges, difficulties at home, that we all have challenges. And, and you also talked about being surrounded by positivity. I think we can not only surround ourselves with positive reading and, and positive listening, but positive people. I'm sure you have some positive people in your life. You want to give any of them a shout out while we're on this podcast? Yes, I would love to mention the positive people in my life. I've had uh, phenomenal uh, parents. My mother and my father have been the example for me. My mom always told me you can do anything, and she lived it out in her everyday life, her hard work ethic. And I also had a mentor growing up who um, lost her arms as a child, and she reinforced to me when I first met her, she was the first person I met who had my similar challenge, and she reinforced to me that you can do anything. And she's such a great example of that. Um, and her name's Barb. I just want to say thank you to her as well. And I have, a, of course, I have to mention my phenomenal husband who has been with me. And we've been married now for seven years. And he has been such a wonderful example of doing what you love to do and being passionate about it and loving 
your work, and he has been that example for me. That's great. Those are great people. Sounds like they've had that great positive influence in your life. Uh, my The best man in my wedding, his wife, actually is an amputee. She had an, an accident with a saw, and she uh, lost her left arm. And uh, she has inspired me as well. She plays volleyball with us with one arm, and she, she hits the softball, all the sports. She just doesn't miss anything. Um, I remember her telling us how she had to figure out how to fix her, her children's hair. She likes to have her girls have long hair, and she wanted to fix their hair. And she sat and sat and sat and figured out a way to do it with one hand. I saw a story you have about learning to tie your shoes. So speaking of those challenges and how you overcome those challenges, Jessica. Well, those daily challenges that I'm faced with, uh, like you mentioned, the tying of my shoes, I actually have learned how to think outside the shoe, and I tie my shoes from the outside. So essentially, I have both feet out of the shoe, use my toes like fingers, and make the loop, and tie the bow, and then I slip my feet in. So it's the mentality of thinking outside the box, but for me, I say thinking outside the shoe. And when it comes to challenges I'm still working on, it's that ponytail you brought up. You saw the video of someone with one hand tying their hair in a ponytail. Well, I'm still working on a method for someone without both hands and arms to tie a ponytail. And in the meantime, I practiced with the one-hand hair device that uh, a young woman designed called the one-handed ponytail. And I have still been working on a way to figure that out. And in the meantime... My husband has learned how to do a pretty nice ponytail, so I'm fortunate for that. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sure he enjoys doing that for you, so that, that's good. So speaking of your husband, you and him share this Taekwondo, and you become an instructor in, in Taekwondo. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the flying, but I'm sure we have some listeners that are interested in that as well. How did you do that, Jessica? I started Taekwondo when I was 10 years old, and the question – of how I would do a martial art without the use of arms and hands came up. And the instructor at the time, my first Taekwondo instructor said, as long as you have a good attitude, I will take you on as a student. And that was not a problem as a kid for me because I was pretty determined to do things. And so as long as I had a good attitude, and so is true for any challenge we take on, if we start off with a good attitude, we'll figure out a way. And he figured out a way by substituting different movements that are done with hands and arms with kicks and then I ended up moving from that style of Taekwondo onto the American Taekwondo Association and I earned a second black belt in the American Taekwondo Association and now have a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo with substituting every single movement that is done with hands and arms with with kicks and um, equal movements that would serve the same type of purpose, say if it's some form of defense movement, and it serves the same purpose, but it's done with my legs and feet through the existing kicks in the martial art, in the martial art. And I just finished up a tournament this past Saturday. I went into a sparring ring, and I did not do as well as I hoped. I still was able to um, get into the ring and, and have the courage to go in, and I know I need to work on some things. But I did, did take away a third place in forms, and a third place in sparring. So I um, was glad that I did compete. But it is a wonderful form of confidence building. It's a wonderful way of learning discipline and structure. And for me, it was, again, another way to think outside the box in modifying a martial art that is intended to be 
uh, done with both hands and feet, but for me is now modified for legs and feet. And if anyone in the future will ever want to take part in Taekwondo without the use of arms and hands, they now can because there has been a curriculum that is designed for someone like myself. And it's now been incorporated into the martial arts so that other people with my same disability can participate and fully earn a white belt all the way through to black belt. And let me understand, you you paved the way for that. Is that right? Essentially, through the help of instructors and a couple students in the school and myself, we paved the way for anyone else who wanted to pursue a black belt without the use of arms. That, that's such an amazing example of that, thinking out of the box. And that instructor that said, as long as you have a good attitude, I'll take you. That's just one of those great things in life where where someone recognizes you may not fit what the form and the fashion says, but if you've got the right attitude, we're going to teach you. And then we're going to rewrite the rule book so people like you can do this. That's wonderful stuff, Jessica. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yes. So, so what else have you done that, that I haven't – researched and found out about it. I know there's got to be other things as ambitious as you are. There are a couple things here that I'm working on. Um, uh, for a while there, I was doing what's called slack lining, and it's walking on a slack line instead of a tight rope. So it's essentially the same concept. It's all balance and focus. And I decided to try that out for a while, and then I have uh, attempted just this past summer, I went out to the uh, Park City National Ability Center and went up and did a little bit of rock climbing up a rock wall with a harness. And I'm trying to modify a harness so that someone without the use of arms could participate in attempting rock climbing. Um, those are some of the things that, that, that I've been up to in the recent and I've, in the recent couple months. And also, I started a foundation to help other people with disabilities. And that's what really taken off here. We had a, a airplane donated to the foundation just last month. And I am just so excited because right now it's in the shop. I haven't been able to really fly it, but I know that I'll be flying a number of people with disabilities and going cross country to inspire people with the message that disability doesn't mean inability, that people with any kind of ability level can be uh, successful and to inspire others who may feel like fear holds them back and letting them know that fear should never stand in the way. Um, and that's what I'm looking forward to in the next couple months. Wow. Keep, keep pressing forward. Keep impressing us, Jessica. That's great. I got to, I got to track back on this one now. Disability doesn't mean inability. Mm -hmm. I hope our listeners are, are taking notes as I am. That is inspiring. That is powerful. Um, just just think through that for a moment. Disability doesn't mean inability. And, and we need to recognize that others have the ability within them that they can do things that we didn't think they were capable of just by looking at them or knowing their history. That, that That's a wonderful, inspiring thing. And you're doing this this uh, motivational speaking. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Where, where are you speaking next? I will be speaking in, I have something lined up in Nebraska, and then after Nebraska, I'll be speaking in China, 
and I've done another a, a couple international opportunity international speaking events. Um, as I mentioned before, I've been in 24 countries to share the message. It's been such a gift to be able to speak and share and motivate from the stage. Well, you've definitely motivated me. I'm hoping you're motivating the listeners of this podcast. How can people get a hold of you, Jessica? What, what's the best way to get in touch with you and just tell us what you got going on? For anyone who would like to find out more about my story, you can follow me all over social media. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. And you can also go to my website, which is jessicacox.com, jessicacox.com, and find me there. Um, and, and a number of videos are there as well as the TED Talk that you mentioned, the TEDx Talk that I did in Tel Aviv. And you can find out a lot of information there. And if you ever want me to speak for any of your events, I'd be happy to um, reach out through the email address on that website. That'll be great. We'll also post that in the podcast. We'll have Jessica's email address she mentioned and her website. And uh, we just appreciate her being on this podcast today and you know what she's poured into us, some of these great things that she's done and how she's done them and, and, and the thought process she does that with. That's what's important to all of us about overcoming our challenges, these inner challenges we have and these exterior outer challenges. And then our environmental challenges, those around us sometimes uh, are speaking into us negative thoughts and you can't do this. How many times have we heard no in our life? But we want to have that yes attitude and I can do this. It was great to have you on the Build Your Success podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.